Welcome back to another episode of Talk to Tatiana show. And this is week three, three, which means we are covering some content. And the content for um, right now, for today, for this episode, is all about whether you need an attorney and or um, another professional to really start a business. So the idea behind this episode is to really um, bust the myths about needing an attorney, absolutely needing an attorney to start a business. Um, And the truth of the matter is, in most cases, you don't need one. Um, Sometimes people think that even to organize an entity, you need to have an attorney. You need an attorney to draft articles of incorporation or whatever, and that's actually not true, not at all. The reality is that there are situation circumstances when you might want to have an attorney um, creating some paperwork for you. And I'll talk a little bit about that in this episode. Um, typically organizing an entity, let's start with that. Organizing an entity does not require an attorney, um, just as a simple filing. There are companies that out there that do exactly that. They specialize in it and, um, their fees for doing this aren't, um, really significant enough to try to DIY it or, or whatever. Um, at some point, um, a client of mine a long time ago, before he came to me, um, used one of the legal sites that are out there to organize his LLC. And I'm not sure if he didn't pay attention to it or, um, they didn't bring it up to his, to his attention, but he missed, essentially, um, he missed doing a publishing requirement for New York. So in New York, an LLC, when it's formed, which makes it, you know, much more expensive than, let's say, forming a corporation, um, he, in New York, you're, you're obligated to file, um, to publish in two newspapers for six weeks. And so typically organizers like uh, Chimera or CorpNet or whatever, typically those companies um, handle all of that for you and really or have it streamlined so that it doesn't really cost you that much and things like that. And so um, essentially the, the idea is that when you, um, when you use, you know, when you use a legal service, there are a few of them out there, uh, you have to pay attention to it. So this person didn't publish, um, in newspapers, like I said, I'm not sure whose fault it was, but bottom line is that it wasn't done. And so, um, in New York, if you don't do it, you basically can lose your status, um, as an LLC completely. And so, it's really important to pay attention to those things. So um, this person didn't um, didn't pay attention to it, and so when we when he came to to me, we essentially um, had to have Akimera, which is primary the primary partner that we work with, um, handle the publication requirement for for this client. Typically, when you have the company do it. Um, you know, along with the formation, it's, it makes it a lot easier because it's usually um, cheaper and you don't have to even, 
get involved in, in any of those details. So keep, keep that in mind. And in the show notes, I will list a couple of companies that I've personally worked with. And um, what I love about using a company like that, and I can potentially you know, create entities and file entities on my own, but honestly, their fees are so affordable and reasonable that it just doesn't make sense to even get involved in, in that paperwork. So uh, typically, you know, for, let's say if you're in, in New York and, and fees will depend on states because different states have, first of all, different fees to organize an entity. But typically uh, you would pay the this agency, this company that organizes um, uh, called an organizer, um, you would pay them for both the state fees and their fees in one lump sum just for for easy processing so you don't have to get involved in a credit card or anything like that when you're filing an entity and so they would pay their the fees directly to the state as they form your entity for you and so um, I will list a couple of those in the show notes so take a look at those and like I said any one of them um, works um, any one of them is great. Um, there are certainly other ones out there. I have not used all of them, but I've used quite a few. And so, um, just keep that in mind. Okay. But, um, to kind of come back to our, um, question of, um, um, whether you need an attorney or not, um, the majority of times you don't, like I said, but a few exceptions are are these, and let's talk about them. One of the exceptions is um, when you have something called a ROBS account, R-O-B-S. ROBS account is when you, and it's we don't see them often. They're highly scrutinized um, by the IRS because they're often abused. Um, so... Typically, you know, a robbed account, but you just should know about them. If that's your case, you definitely need an attorney for that. Um, robbed account is the is when you use your retirement account to become a partner in your new business venture. There are certain requirements. An entity has to be of a certain kind. Um, you have to have an agreement. The Basically, your retirement account becomes the owner of your business, a partial owner, often sometimes 50-50, but it's always different. And usually a pension um, provider, I guess, pay, pension administrator is involved in that as well because um, there are many rules, government rules that are regulations that you have to follow that you cannot absolutely cannot break. And so it's important to have an, um, an attorney for that, uh, whether it's creating the um, paperwork or um, setting up some sort of an agreement or ownership or shares or whatever it is that, you know, that it is that you have to do, an attorney should be involved in that. Another exception to that is to, you know, needing an attorney. So you know, when I say an exception, just a quick reminder, um, it's when you do need an attorney. Generally, you don't. Generally, you can use an organizer and or a good tax planner to 
make sure that you pick the right entity. That's really the most important part of this. But, you know, as we're talking about attorneys, so um, generally you don't. And the exception to that general rule is that sometimes you do. And Rob's, R-O-B-S, is one of those things. Like I said, those plans get highly scrutinized and um, you have to be careful and should be used only when absolutely necessary. And when, and I've seen that those actually, those setups done a couple of times, um, only a couple of times in my career. And so just make sure you have the right team to support you and you don't take any aggressive um, positions so that you're protected. Another thing is that let's say you, um, when you would get an attorney is if you have a partnership. Um, I can't tell you how many partnerships I've seen break down, fold, go bankrupt, or disappear. In most cases, I won't be able to give you exact percentages, but I just want to say that in most cases that I've personally seen, and it's certainly um, similar across other professionals that I've talked to, is that most problems arise when you don't have a partnership agreement, an executed partnership agreement. You shake hands, you make an agreement, you decide how you're going to split it, who's going to do what, who's going to put how much. And you hire sometimes Partnerships go as far as hiring an attorney and drafting a partnership agreement, but they end up sometimes never executing it. And I've seen some real ugly breakups of those uh, partnerships. And what made it what what made it uglier, I guess, it was not having an executed agreement where it's not enforceable, really. So. Technically, that's what you agreed on, but if you never signed it, if you, if neither of you or none of you, if you have more than two people as partners, have a signed, executed copy, you don't really have an agreement. And, you know, in my book, Dream Bold, Start Smart, there was a chapter, chapter five, um, that initially I wanted to call Partnerships Never Work. Because in all of my years, um, in all of my career as an accountant for the last 16 years, I've seen a lot of partnerships break up. And the breakups are usually very ugly. And so whenever there was a partnership agreement, at least that made it more civil, more legal driven. And because partnership agreements are usually set up more fair to each party, following those that agreement usually makes the breakup less ugly. Um, eventually the chapter um, turned out to be called, uh, should you have a partner? And there are a couple of exceptions when you can consider having a partner, but in general, I'm very much against, against partnerships. And so, so are most of my colleagues that I kind of connect and, and talk to. And because we've all seen these businesses, we've all seen these breakups. So if you decide that you do have a partner, and you know, my, one of my clients actually says, um, he says that partnership is like marriage without the benefits. And so that's pretty much what it is. Um, and often you, you might be tempted to uh, start a business with um, a friend or, or someone you like personally, but then your personal becomes intertwined with the business and it's almost never a good setup. And so, although I'm not 
expressly advocating against partnerships here on this podcast, you know, it's your choice. You do whatever you want. I do encourage, strongly encourage my clients and every single person that I talk to, if you decide to go with a partnership, make sure you have a signed partnership agreement. And that partnership agreement outlines each person's responsibilities, expectations, uh, rights, and everything in between. Share of income, share of profit, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. But having a baseline, having a um, strong foundation to your partnership is critical. um, And that's where a lawyer will come in handy. Now, you could potentially start with a boilerplate partnership agreement and then have a lawyer tweak it to your to your liking. That's also an option, and that may be a cheaper option than just have an attorney um, draft it from scratch. Um, but also spend a little time figuring out what it is that is non-negotiable for you, especially when you have a partner who is a different stage of life. Maybe you have kids, they don't. Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe um, your life goals are the opposite of, of each other's. Talk to each other and see what your visions are for the business. But also make sure that your partnership agreement uh, reflects, uh, reflects your thoughts and aspirations. Number three um, exception to needing an attorney is the franchise. Typically, franchises in, a, in, in franchises is set up when a company like McDonald's allows you to use their brand and products and whatever to essentially operate as a business of a franchisor. So in McDonald's case, for example, it would be um, franchisee purchasing rights to open a restaurant at a certain location. And the franchisor, McDonald's, would tell you exactly where to get your products, how to cook, what kind of equipment to get. They will tell you where to open the restaurant, where they, the location won't be competing with another franchise, McDonald's restaurant, and so on and so forth. Typically in this setup, because you're signing up for a franchised um, situation, you should have an attorney review all the agreements, make sure that you are not signing your um, signing off your soul to, to the devil. Um, I'm, I'm you know, exaggerating a little bit, but you need to make sure that your interests are protected under this franchise agreement. And so you definitely need an attorney for, for that. And a good business attorney will be able to protect your interests with, um, with those items. And so to sum it up, to summarize this episode, essentially to start a business, to try things out as a business owner, you do not need an attorney. But you do need an attorney in at least three exceptions. There are probably more, but the three that are really more impactful and bigger are franchise situation, um, Rob's account. So when you have your retirement account from a job, from a prior job or whatever, owning part of your business and partnerships, that's a big one. I've seen more partnerships without an executed partnership agreement than with an executed partnership agreement. And so don't make the same mistakes they mistake they make. Have a partnership agreement before you even start the business. It's worth the money that you spend on it. 
Also, if you have any contracts of any kind, any privacy protections, you may need attorneys to, to review that and potentially uh, make some suggestions and or changes to it. Lastly, before we uh, wind down for this episode, I would love to mention a really cool um, attorney. Um, he is a Harvard graduate. He's been in corporate business and on, on his own for a number of years. Um, and what he did was he created a legal template library. And that legal te template library, I actually purchased it. I found out about him when I purchased his library and I was very impressed. It's not just a template. It's also a video explaining the elements for you to customize it. But it includes things like membership agreement, course agreement, uh, employee agreement, VA agreement, contractor, confidentiality, podcast release, publicity testimonial release, LLC operating agreement. So um, he's, you know, he does sell individual agreements, individual items, and I'll certainly post the link into the show notes. Um, so go ahead and, and look at it. There are some also we'll post there. He usually gives away some free stuff. So I'll post the link to like, I think right now he's giving away free privacy policy template. Um, so I'll post the link for that. And then I'll also post the link to the entire library plus a separate LLC operating agreement, which you can take and customize. And that could be an option too. So instead of having an attorney do that for an LLC operating agreement as a partnership, you can certainly do that. Okay. And so um, check it out. Um, I like his approach and his um, conciseness of his information and really um, his information being um, there to, um, help get you protected because, you know, I actually interviewed him on my podcast a number of months ago and, um, he started this business because clients would come to him and they've already messed things up and there was very little that he could do because they didn't have the agreements in place before something happened. And so be sure to check out the show notes to this episode and um, I'm excited because next week we're actually going to talk to someone where I'm going to laser coach them and help them figure out their next steps in starting a business. All right. This was Tatiana at Talk to Tatiana Show, and I'll see you next week.